Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ranting Atheist Podcast. Today we'll be listening to the second part of the Clubhouse Room discussion we had a while ago titled, Was God in the Bible a Rape Apologist? So this is the second part of probably five or six and it was fun. Violence here and there and Christians as usual sidestepping and just giving us plain bullshit. So please subscribe Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube, any place you get podcasts from. And please enjoy this episode. Okay, ah. thank you. Thank you, my people. My people will love you and my people loves me. So anyways, let's do the room reset. So... Was God in the Bible a rape apologist? So we have actually, hey Jehovah, hey. so we have studied the Bible and we have come to this conclusion. Oh, in fact, we are opening this to people to come and tell us what they think about the God of the Bible. So we read different verses in the Bible, Deuteronomy twenty-eight to twenty-nine. That actually says that if a woman violates a woman, violation being rape, that all the rapist has to do is to pay 50 shekels of silver to the father and marry the the victim for the rest of her life. Somewhere in uh, Lot, during the Sodom and uh, Gomorrah uh, debacle, when the people wanted to rape the angels, Lot offered his daughters in order to save the life of total strangers. We also have... Uh, the Midianite story, where I think it's in Numbers 31 from 15 to 18, when God gave Moses strict instructions. God said, Kill all the men that I have, kill all the men, kill all the boys, kill all the women that have known men, but save for yourselves virgins. And if you go further down in that verse, if you look at uh, verse 32, it says, The plunder remaining from the spoils that the soldiers took was 675,000 sheep, 72,000 cattle, 61,000 donkeys, and 32,000 women who had never slept with a man. God damn it. That was what they classified as bounty. So mm. your God actually classified 32,000 virgins as what was the test they did to find out that these women were virgins. So now if and now I would say that these women that have never slept with men are likely girls. Because if they were older, they would have to be killed because there's no way they could have checked for if they were virgins. So obviously, if you use logic, that means the actual 32,000 virgins they actually saved for themselves, which was the instruction of God, were likely young girls. Because those are the ones you could assure, have a level of certainty that they are virgins. And then this is my own icing on the cake. God himself is a rapist. And Tobey, this is where I disagree with you. I think God is a he. There's no, God is a he because it's only a man that will fuck shit up. 
and want to be thanked for making shit right after he has fucked it up. So God has so many toxic masculine personalities. So that is why I like to ascribe him a he. And I would like to say that God himself violated the autonomy of Mary, the, her independence, her agency. And I don't even care whatever age Mary was. Even if Mary was 150 years old, a human being cannot consent to a God because of the power dynamics. For consent to be explicit, that means there will be no cons negative consequences if I say no. That means we have to be on equal footing in respect to the power dynamics between both of us. Now, if the power dynamics between both of us is unequal, I cannot explicitly consent to you because we are not on the same basis. Because you, you, because of the fear of repercussion, if you say no, so we can understand that the God of the Old Testament is not a God you can say no to. When Eve said no to God, she was punished, or when she sinned against God, she was punished with the pain of childbirth for all eternity. So tell me, why would a child that knows all these things about an immortal being? want to say no to such a person. So that is where we are going now. So we have numerous passages. If you want to attack the virgin bed, go ahead. If you want to attack uh, episode, go ahead. However you want to do it, you go ahead. But next on the queue right now is uh, Viola. So Viola, you're next on the queue. You got three minutes. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, and you are uh, just uh, a side note. I've never met a Satanist before. Um, I'm curious. Is it Church of Satan? Yes, sir. Oh, nice. Lovely. Great to meet you. So I, I'm, I'm really loving this room. Um, I'm loving the violence. I like the fact that, you know, tempers are flaring because this is how you engage. This is how you refashion your ideas or you concede or you learn something new. Uh, what I will say is that despite the fact that I am an atheist and have been one for quite some time, I, I would implore, implore, please, people should not stone me but I would implore atheists to try and engage with these theists a bit more politely. They are not used to, they are, no, seriously, they are not used to their, their ideas being bombarded like this. And they do not have the level of intellectual honesty that we have. So if we can be somewhat gracious, I think it will really make this experience a whole lot better for all of us. Thank you. I agree 100%. I agree 100%. Okay, no problem, Vahala. Vahala will take you one hour. Thank you. So um, the next person, I think Toboro wanted an 80s, then a Christian, yet a Tala. Bless us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you very much. Sorry. Oh, I thought it's um, according to PTR order. No, Toboro says she wants 80s and then a Christian. That's what she said. So I'm, I'm following her ordinance. So Tala Thank is you. Christian. Let him go then. After Tala, it's going to be Dr. Adedabo. Uh, Thank you, Anywa. Thank you, Room. And I just want to say for the record, <laughs> I like this space. I like this space because it is it's a space that is going to be used to give God glory because everyone is debating the word of God. That is good. <laughs> Let me start by <laughs> Arise, Lord God of Elijah, and smite thy enemies utterly. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want to speak to the title. I understand that most atheists see things through worldly eyes and emotions. But guess what? Even those who worship God in spirit and truth, they do see things through worldly eyes and emotions. There are cases of people saying prayer or taking Holy Communion on Sunday mornings and their dicks are rising because of beautiful girls next to them wearing perfumes or in the case of people who are same-sex lovers, a beautiful man next to them taking communion. So the flesh is weak, but at all times we try to tame our flesh knowing that none is perfect and holy as Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. But everyone aspires to that level of holiness as espoused by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For those of you who are Christians, you will understand what I mean. For those who are atheists, your opinion doesn't really matter. So, the truth is this. When the flesh touches you, when the flesh pricks you to feel as men do, you begin to see men and women in terms of sex, copulation, ejaculation, and pleasure. We all like that, but we must learn to control our flesh. Lack oh, of Allah, ability. That's not what you are talking about. Oh, you are the preaching. The you are preaching. If you don't address the topic, you will be booted off. I am getting started. You are afraid of the wrath of God. You can do what you want. Yeah, I know God, you are afraid. No, God can't do shit. Afraid of wait, wait, no, no. Everybody hold on. Stop triggering people. Guys, just hold on. Guys, hold on. Hold on. I beg. I beg. I beg. See, Tala. See. Wait, hold on. What's going on? I don't know what's happening. Um, Tala, just see, I'm not trying to silence you, please. please no, no, I know you're not, but you're scared of what I'm saying. I understand. No, I'm not no, scared. No, I just want to, to channel your conversation towards the title of the <laughs> <laughs> probably okay. thought we are the illusional set of people here. Yeah. We are not. We are not. No, I don't even care what sort of people you are. I'm just happy okay. to be on this stage. Tala, if you, if Tala, you don't you care, you shouldn't be on this stage, Mr. Tala. You shouldn't be on this stage. If you don't care. The thing they see is Please get the fuck. Period. Everybody hold on. Everybody hold on. Let I will not accept that. I don't want to Come silence you. Don't you don't care. You're on the stage talking. I Please, um, Tala, in your submission, yeah, please don't threaten people with you're afraid of the wrath of God. You know, no, what you are now, you are. Hold on. Can you just hold on? Can you try to <laughs> you with that? See, we are, we are speaking to you as um, adults, right? We're trying no, to have you are speaking as atheists. <laughs> Dr. Adetapo, Adetapo, please go on. 
Yeah, thanks, bro. Um, well, mine is just gonna be really quick. Um, I think for me, Dakbo, please, can I finish? No, well, yeah, can you just hold on? Like we, they brought you back up, just respect it. They brought you because you're disrupting the stage, so just hold on, okay? Doctor Dakbo, I beg, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Uh, well, for me, I think um, I'm not going to focus on the details of the events in the Bible because um, Inua and the rest have done a good job addressing those things. But I'm just going to really focus on the common thread or the common theme, right? So um, I think it's important for us to also look at how you know these events in the Bible have actually shaped a cultural attitude towards rape. Right. And even in modern times. So in terms of how women are constantly blamed for the crimes that are perpetrated against them. Right. So perpetrated against them, rather. So you, you look at the instance of um, David raping Bathsheba or Dina being raped as well, the attempts to rape uh, Dina or even the ones that, uh, you know, Moses also did in terms of, well, not the one he did, but the one he sort of sanctioned implicitly by saying this virgin should be kept for for debauchery right in the bible now this is all about how women should maintain sexual purity not for the benefit of the women but for the benefit of the men right because they were regarded as the properties of, of 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 men right from a cultural standpoint and because of that they have to sort of uh, remain undamaged right so the minute any woman is touched then she becomes um, a damaged good, so to say. And you can you then see instances where um, the, 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 those who have committed the crime are actually not punished in any way, right? But it's the woman that is somehow implicitly blamed, right, for, for what she has done, um, for, for what, what has happened to her, right? And you could see how over time it has actually shaped um, a cultural attitude in terms of how the church even addresses issues such as uh, rape within the church, like the Catholic church, or how women are constantly made to keep quiet um, when such um, atrocious things have, you know, have happened to them. Or even in terms of how the Christian community in Nigeria, for instance, will obviously even try to um, make sure a case such as cases such as rape or sexual assault are addressed within the church rather than through um, the civil or legal framework in the society. Um, so for me, I, I just I just you know sort of connect the, the dots here and look at how all these events have again informed a cultural attitude towards women, and it's just sad to see that Christians who sort of oppose these beliefs and read these you know insidious scriptures do not even have the capacity the moral capacity right to to look at this and say yeah this is wrong um and because this is in conflict with my principles i don't think i can attach myself or affiliate with this particular religion they, they don't have the capacity to do that because they are so brainwashed that they think um a god that sanctions rape is still the same god that actually um, you know that that is that that is serving of being called a good God. Um, it's it's just ridiculous to me. 
but lastly, I would like to say this though. Um, so there is already a reaction room to this particular room, and I was there for a bit, and it's just interesting to see how all these Christians, all these Christians, are already in their emotions. And uh, again, it tells you where where they are in terms of um, the spectrum of morality. Yeah, I'll just end here. Thank you, Thank uh, you can, so much. Can I say yeah. something? Can I, can everybody, I, hold on. Everybody, hold on. Everybody, hold on, hold on, hold on. So according to Tobore, the commission is this, one Christian, one atheist. That is how we are doing it. But before we move yeah. to Christian to speak, Tobore, are we still doing responses or are we skipping responses, Tobore? Yeah, she's, she's, um, just, and you know, just, if you don't mind, let Tala finish because he didn't finish uninterrupted, please. Okay. And then we can move on with you, but. Sorry, sorry. I'm supposed to go after Tala. Who messaged me, sorry. Can you guys just mute for a second, please? So people messaged me, some people left the space already that the more tickers are like not being fair, they don't feel like they can actually speak. So I feel like, I don't know, for me, sort of neutral so let's let her mod please so that she can let people see should you so, bring emotions into these things should they, nobody come and use emotional blackmail this emotional hold on one second hold on one second so Tobari is gonna say how the room is gonna go and that's the way it's gonna go okay so let's not push back against the way it's her room she opened it so the way she wants the room to run is the way it's gonna run all right Tobari, go ahead and finish and then tala will finish and then we'll move on yeah, basically, I was thinking one Christian, one uh, atheist or something. And let's, I don't know what happened with Tala, but they moved them down. That's like not fair, clearly. So for me, just more the space so that, because most of us were atheists and we were very intolerant. I, I, I know for myself, and it's not easy to hear people or let, you know, hear Christians when they speak sometimes. So that's very, you know. So for me, just more than try and let people speak. And I'll talk to the other more about the whole thing also. Hold on, hold on. Can everybody, can everybody mute really quickly? Kelly, you can go after if Tala finishes, please, I beg. Um, the only thing I'm supposed to speak after Tala. Can you guys, can you guys mute first? second please please thank you so the only thing that we're gonna ask on this stage is that you don't interrupt people even if you don't like what they're saying right this is a topic based on religion right so if someone's making a submission just mute your mic until they're done if it's itching you that much to speak just flash your mic and you can respond Tobari said two responses that's it so don't interrupt anybody. If you interrupt anyone, I will move you down and I'll bring you up once that person is done speaking. Okay, so let's just do it like that. Kelly, what's your question, babes? So are people allowed to be condescending? Because that's what Tala was doing and that's why he was moved down. Well, so, well, pe well people are allowed to speak. No, so Allah. They'll, yeah, they'll speak the way they want but to But the topic itself is somewhat condescending. Can you, so can you guys mute? Like, I don't understand. Well, she's answering. Wait, wait, hold on. So Kelly just asked a question, what she can do, right? And then I responded. We don't need ad libs, right? So people can speak the way they want to speak. You too, when it's your turn, if you want to be condescending, be condescending. It's simple, right? So just let the person speak, let them finish. And then there'll be two responses and then we'll move on to the next person, okay? So okay. yes. Before they go, can we have a cue of the Christians since we are doing one Christian, one atheist? Yeah, we'll would just, be, we'll I'm just, a Christian and I'm the I, I would like to speak for the Christians, I, please. I would like to okay. speak for the Christians. Hold on, guys. See, if you're a Christian, right, please just flash your mic. I'll just speak. So I'm saying, sorry. So I'm saying, 
Miss, sorry, Miss Amaka. That's number one. Number two. I was Seth. supposed to speak before. After just hold on, oh, Seth. No. Now, let we me count. You. So for Christians, Miss Amaka, the Don, Seth, Funshaw. Uh, who else again? Well, flash your mic if I've not called your name, please. Okay, all right. So that's for the Christians. Then atheists. Okay, we'll just pick you as random. So for me, just uh, okay. go ahead. With the all right. And I just want to say once again, this is a stage for both atheists and Christians, right? So we are going to let people finish their thought, whether they're an atheist, whether they're a Christian, whether they're Muslim, right? So just please don't interrupt. Just let people get it out, right? Um, if you have to interrupt, like just move yourself down and then come up when they're done speaking. Like it's that it's really that simple. So Tala, finish, please. Um, and then the next person will speak. And obviously the mods can speak anytime, right? That that wasn't in reference to you. But please let people finish speaking. Tala, go ahead and finish, please. You have Thank you very much for this. Thank you very much. And God bless you. So I have been resurrected back on the stage. God be praised. Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> when people look at this topic and title, they keep seeing the rape because of their flesh. But what you should be focusing on is the apologist. What is an apologist? An apologist is somebody who makes a case or an argument defending an issue which in most cases is negative or not really acceptable. God is not arguing with anybody. God is not defending anything. God is not here to tell you whether he's right or he's wrong. He is the I am that I am. So God is not an apologist of any sort, much less a rape apologist. Now, you may feel, why did God allow rape? Why does God condone rape? But, like someone said earlier, human beings have the gift of choice and the freedom to make that choice right from the days of the Garden of Eden. But if you make the wrong choice, nothing is going to happen to you, but that wrong choice will lead you to a sequence of further choices which may take you to where you want to be or put you in a very bad place where you will re regret being for the rest of your life. It's up to you. God is a God that loves everybody. Yes, there was rape in the Old Testament, but guess what? There is rape today. Even today, there are women bringing their fellow women to be raped by their friends. So much terrible nonsense is going on. And if you're going to say you're blaming God for everything, then you're going to lead a very miserable life. There was a survey by, I think, a Harvard journal, one of those Ivy League journals, that said that most people who became atheists didn't become atheists from birth. They became after having an unfair experience which made them to question the spirit of God functioning in their lives. Guess what? They're not alone. They are not alone. But the thing is, do you choose to live in your flesh or do you choose to rise above it and live according to the spirit of God, which is in each and every human being that lives and breathes? Look, what you are doing here today is nothing new. Somebody actually sued God in America some years ago, and the case made headlines until it was forgotten. You can do what you want. God himself gave you that liberty. 
Because where the Spirit of God is, there is liberty. Tala, one minute, please. One minute. Good. Just round up. The actions that you guys are upset about happened in the time and day when angels roamed the earth with human beings. And the people you should be pointing fingers at are the Nephilim, wicked angels who copulated with human women and gave birth to different sorts of sinful characters in the earth. If you want to be angry at anyone, face the Nephilim and stop arguing with God, your creator. So you can look into that. You can look into the concept of a Nephilim and understand what I'm saying. And going further, you can have more rooms on these sorts of engagements. But please, if you want to be in safe spaces and be safe, also provide safe spaces in your own environment. You know most of you can't do what you're doing on the ground. You can only do it on the app. Christians can do whatever they want anywhere. Thank you very much. God be praised. Okay, oh. thank you so thank you so much. Fumi, are you there? Yeah, you no, 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 hold on a second. Guys, guys, just hold on. Fumi, are you there? Yes, yes, I'm here. So we yes, only so just we, take responses. We, we only have two responses per Tilbury's rules. So um Enua, please take over. Only two responses per okay. submission. Thank you guys so much for not interrupting. I know it was hard, but yeah. now you can like, you know, two responses. Hold on really quickly, right? Hold on really quickly. So oh, after oh, oh, the oh, relax. Wait now, everybody relax real quick. Sorry. I think I just said that because Kelly said that. So no one is being silenced here. Everyone will get a chance to speak, whatever your religion is, blah, 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 mm. blah. Um, okay, yeah. Anyone, please take over two responses. Let Tala respond in a minute when everyone's done and then we move. Responses from people that haven't spoken before. So, and the two people that haven't spoken before, um, Kelly hasn't spoken and uh, Toby or Joe hasn't spoken. So Kelly, you have 30 seconds. Toby, you have 30 seconds. Oh, thank you very much. I just wanted to ask Salah to listen again to what he said and ask himself if what he said makes sense, right? Um, saying we should be angry at the Nephilim or Nephilim or whatever, like, are they not also angels, right? They were people that worked with God, right? So, and you saying that God is not an apologist because he is not endorsing. I mean, they've read the part in the Bible where they God said keep the... Jesus. I'm always that one interrupting me. I'm not interrupting sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. I beg you. Uh -huh, thank you. Uh -huh. I mean, they read the part in the Bible where they said that God, they should keep the virgins apart and wanting to think, wanting to think. Like, can Christians just actually call a spade a spade and not a fucking Ferrari? You would not die if you question your religion. You would not be less fertile if you're able to call a spade a spade. Um, saying we should have been for the Neph nymphies and the Nephilims, it really made no sense to me. Nothing you said really made sense. It just sounds like what your pastor says you should say here. But I'll wait for my 27 seconds. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for that, Kelly. The next is Toby Ojo. You have 30 seconds. Then, uh, yeah. Salah, you have one minute to just respond. Yeah, uh, sorry for interrupting um, the Queen. I, my, I didn't know my mind. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Sorry. Uh, so, Tala, I, first, I just want to say thank you, you know, for, for being you. I, I like the way you come, came on stage and you are brave enough to, you know, to defend your belief. A lot of people are like crybabies and they have come to open rooms and say, oh my God, they are bullying me and stuff. But I like the way, you know, 
came on stage and said what you wanted to say. And you said boldly too to your chest. So that, that's good. I just, whenever you have the chance, I just wanted you to ask, what's the moral basis or the logical basis of why homosexuality is a sin? But, you know, uh, uh, rape is justifiable if you marry the person. I just wanted to ask. Now let's let's remove God. Let's remove God out of the equation. We're not talking about God. If God is a rape apologist, God is holy. God is perfect. He's awesome. You know, He's good. Well, let's take that out and let's just look at the Bible, for example. What's the logical reason why you know rape is justifiable if you marry a person and homosexuality is a sin? I don't, I don't know if you can. Something. Okay, thank you for that. So, Tala, you have one minute. And after Tala, one minute is done. The next person to speak is Damola with orange shirt. Thank you. Okay, so let me respond to Tala, the queen. One minute. To, one minute. <laughs> <laughs> one minute okay, so that, we kick you off. Let me respond to my girl, whether she likes it or not, Kelly McQueen Yechin also. The queen pin, forever I stand. My response to you is, I don't have to listen to you. God bless you forever and ever. Amen. Now, let me respond to Toby. Um, Toby, God bless you too. Okay. You see, this homosexuality question, um, I don't have a problem with anybody and their no, sexual. I'm not you have problem. I'm saying the Bible. I'm talking about them. I'm talking. This is my own now. Who are they? What do they know? So my issue is this: I don't see women or women as a problematic situation. That's just me. They choose to call themselves lesbians. I don't. Call sorry, them. you have one minute, and I just wanted. That to don't happen. If they stop me, then I'm Toby. Toby has one minute. No, ask the question. The more you interrupt me, the more you eat into my minutes. Yes. Oh, guys, sorry, sorry, Tala, hold on a second. Sorry, please. If you interrupt or interject and you're not in mod, I'll move you to the audience. So please do not interrupt, Tala. Tala, you have forty-five seconds more. Good. Now the reason why. I don't approve of male homosexuality. It's simply because I was created a man. And I personally wouldn't want a man's cock um, in my book. I'm asking his question now. Let's be real. Let's be real. You want to put God in court, but you won't allow me to be real? No, not that real. I'm so sorry. You are afraid of human beings, but you don't fear God. No, no, Tala, Tala. Let me talk. Let me You guys mute. Like, I don't understand. Toby, they have stopped me from answering your question, so I yield. Yeah, yeah, Tala, I'm sorry. Like, no, that that was that was too much. You know, typically I won't interrupt people, but let's... Why are we putting limits? Okay, I'm sorry. If you unmute your mic, even if you don't speak, if I just see you unmute, I'll just move you down, right? Like, you don't have to speak. Just unmute. Okay, no one's unmuting. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, Anyone, please go ahead. Thank you. So the next person is Damola. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, so let me preface this by saying I'm an atheist. Um, religion doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I was when I came on up on the stage, I was actually excited for the conversation because I do like having intellectual back and forth with people, um, regardless of whether or not I agree with their, you know, with their religion. But the way the room has gone today is actually quite, quite 
disappointing. Um, atheists, you might not like what Christians are saying, but let them speak. And Christians, don't be condescending. You know, um, you might not like what atheists are saying, but really no one knows if they're right or wrong. That's that's really the truth of the matter. Nobody knows if they're truly right or wrong. Now, that being said, I do not believe from what I've heard so far, I've been in this room for like over an hour now. I do not believe that anybody, rather Christian or atheist, actually has the range for this topic because from what I've heard, no one really has theological experience, neither historical experience, um, knowledge to actually hold this topic. That being said, now I said I am an uh, I am an atheist, and I do know the passages Numbers thirty um, thirty one Judges, um, the story of Mary, and as much as those stories are heartbreaking as a woman and for women. I have to say, and this is not going to be popular, I have to say to the topic of the room, I actually disagree that God wasn't a rape apologist. If you have to take that question objectively, God was not a rape apologist because God does not enforce the law. What people have been bringing up, if you go with numbers, if you go with judges, those things were perpetrated by humans that said they were directed by the Lord. Now, I don't know if anybody has been paying attention to social media lately, especially Instagram. There's this woman that has been going viral in Nigerian space where she she says she has gone to hell and God told her that any woman that is wearing patent clothes is going to hell or anybody that does this is going to hell hellfire this hellfire that the way the bible was written is really not more than that it's a it, it, it's a bunch of people that just like this woman that we that we laugh at i laugh at that say they have spoken to god and god told them this and god told them that most of the things perpetrated in the bible were done by you know, raggedy ass humans who perpetrated violence based on the time that they were living in. And because those times very religious, religion centered, um, they were, um, they ascribed their actions to God. Now that being said, the only story in the Bible that I, that we have discussed earlier that I think one could say had direct relations to God influencing a, a human a woman's body is the story of Mary. But then again, I honestly think it would be ridiculous and absolutely insane and borderline insanity to think Mary got raped by an angel by some supernatural being that we don't know. I think that is actually borderline. To believe that is borderline psychotic because if that was possible, why isn't that happening today? And why is that the only time in history that that has happened? There is more to that story that will probably never be told because it's, it's lost in history and somebody really is not divulging some information on that, on that, on that, on, in that sense. So that's why I have to say, but people just respect each other's opinions and, you know, and just, it's not that deep. It's really, really not that deep. Thank you. Okay, okay, so we need two responses. Um, I'm going, I'm getting two opposing responses. So, uh, so Kelly, this is 
Kelly and uh, the Don. Okay. Can we that have not spoken, please speak, please. Yes, but you just came up on stage right now. Don't <laughs> move. Don't move. I've been on stage for an hour. They haven't spoken yet. Just be patient, I beg. Thank you for a check. Now he's part of LDC, so that's why he's coming to be this way. Anyway, as I was saying, right, thank you very much for what you said, Damola. And I kind of like how you presented your argument, right? Um, but this is what I would see, right? I don't think that anybody believes that there was any physical rape with when it comes to the Immaculate Conception, as it is. But as for the title of the room, it says God in the Bible and how it was portrayed. And based on how the Immaculate Conception was portrayed, if we're going to call a spade a spade and not a fucking Ferrari, the issue here is that Mary at the age of 8 to 12, I mean, to 8 to 14, could not have given consent, right? And the whole idea of be done to me according to thy word. She was a 12-year-old kid. She saw this mystical creature. If at my big age of 26, one mystical creature appears to me and says, do you know what, Kelly? The most high, the most high that I know, and mind you, is the one that did Sodom and Gomorrah, the one that kidnapped Jonah in the belly of a fish, the one that was not taking, like, basically fire and brimstone, right? So if at my big age of 26, one mystical creature appears to me and says, hear thee, hear thee, hear thee, the most high I said, you're going to carry, you're going to carry, I'm paraphrasing before they come and say this, not what, I don't really give a shit. The most high I said, you're going to carry Emmanuel or whatever, whatever. Um, you think I'm fucking going to say no? Exactly. And that is where it comes from. So even if there was no physical act or whatever, the point is that Mary could not have given consent. And what was done to her was done without her consent. Thank you. I'm done. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Don, you have 30 seconds. Yeah, I find it very, one, first of all, you understand, people are quoting books that are understanding the history of the books. There are books that were, there are some books that were removed from the Bible because, you know, they said that they were apocrypha. So maybe they can offer you an insight into stuff. So there are different exactly depending depending on who we who accepted it, it's what you see in the Bible or not. So they may or may not be controversial. That's one side of it. Okay, thank you. Uh, we are using the King James version, not the apocrypha. Um, next person is uh, Miss Amaka as the next Christ. Oh, sorry, Damola, you have a minute to to. Yeah, let me quickly respond to the queen. Yeah. Um, I hear you and we have discussed, we had discussed this earlier in the conversation where um, Mary was spoken about and I did explicitly say that, you know, there was no way she could give consent and God cannot, somebody brought up the point about God being all knowing and I said, um, and I basically said God, God cannot be good by allowing um, Mary to get pregnant as a child. That being said, that conversation comes from the understanding that she was impregnated by an immaculate conception. And for me, like for me to believe that, that would be borderline insanity. I do not believe that that was the case. That's my personal thing. And the, the Bible itself, for me, it's akin to reading Harry Potter books because it's just, for me, it's a ridiculous book by, written by a bunch of people that do not have the knowledge that we possess, just the knowledge that we possess an everyday, a regular, regular human possesses today, right? They had such limited myopic views of anything, right? That I could not hold what they write to any esteem at all. So, so that's that, yeah. you know.
That's my Damola, I get what you're saying, but for this conversation, we are working with the parameter that what happened in the Bible actually happened, right? But I do understand where you're coming from, and it's a very plausible argument. But for this conversation, mm -hmm. we are speaking in the terms that what happened in the Bible actually happened the way the Bible stated it. That is how, that's the scope we are operating on. So now I'm the... We're having a Christian go next. Uh, the Christian is Miss Amaka is a Christian. Please go sorry, ahead. Can so, everybody sorry. else mute their mic? Can everybody just mute their mic? Sorry, just, anyone. Can you mute. just hold on? Just hold on. Just wait. Let Miss Amaka go. Everybody mute your da mic. Dami, I'm sorry. I was speaking. I went off. We'll come back to you later. Oh. Don't, don't worry. Miss Amaka, go ahead. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um... This is a very interesting conversation and as a Christian I have my own points to make, right? And somehow I feel like all points are valid, right? Um but at the same time, I just feel like listening to most Christians is a thing of you questioning your morals because if Christianity really was a thing of love, right? Because when I was whole carrying Christianity, all who can think in my mind, like taking the Bible literally, which I shouldn't, but um, I felt like the purpose of Christianity was supposed to be for um, you knowing your moral compass and you having love within you. But clearly, a lot of Christians who have come shouting how proud they are, they are in Christianity, valid, right? But seem to lack love, seem to lack morals and don't even have the mental rate to you know objectively analyze things right and we have to understand this christianity trickled down from different religion is a combination of a lot of things right and it came from before bible became this little palace something it started from aramiria it was aramiric right and that was predominantly black people i mean it depends on who wrote the history and we have to understand that history sometimes is always told by the victor right and most people's history or whatever story is not necessarily listened to us as i mean if i'm a victor and i stole things from you i can tell you that you are just an ape jumping from a tree and one day you woke up as a man it is my history and so what you cannot challenge it unless you have the gumption the common sense and you know you're honest with yourself right so yes um aramaic then before that he entered um hebrew from hebrew he entered um greek i have to understand as the bible was coming down coming down coming down right a lot of passages were removed a lot of things were taken away based on people's bias based on people and sometimes when people talk about um this bible was um written and inspired and i get it right and there's a quest for that you know want to be so holy and christians can be quite grandiose and i just wish they channeled it in the rightful um channeled it rightfully right um but sometimes i just feel like sometimes whenever they challenge they don't necessarily back it up with the so-called bible because i've heard etis talk and they were quoting the bible they were getting it very much and most christians came off and they were busy just lashing out crying like a baby which i understand if you are so much brainwashed and all i mean you want to defend something do you know what it means for you to be paying that you don't have offering and you probably have worshipped a man of god and someone told you that this man 
they are all in the same WhatsApp group scamming you and you because you don't question yourself you know you probably are also part of the pawn let's be honest it can be annoying and insulting and sometimes for you to also question your intelligence that's why sometimes once they want to defend themselves they really can't defend themselves especially they can't even come back with bible and say it and once when they once they even quote bible is usually shaky as their moral right so um when uh, most of this christianity came from ancient egypt and scratch it it came from ancient kemet right and before that it even came from Ethiopia. it depends on the history where you're looking at right and a lot of things we aren't tracing like again those who wrote the history right those who wrote it those who conquered they wrote their own story mm-hmm. and most of the times most of these morals we are usually used because one you have to understand that this religion was a tool for people who felt they were powerful to kind of uh, um, subjugate people, especially women and the poor. That's why you see most of the times the people that usually hold religion with so much tenacity are women because uh, especially when we are really subjugated, when we never really had a voice to begin with, right? Um, They hold it tenaciously because they feel like there will be this Alpha and Yahweh who probably... We have one more minute, so. Okay, there's probably this Yahweh song where he'll endorse um, Master Johnny who will support you. And sometimes they kind of believe that this this being will suddenly show you favor because you should be his favorite, right? And I get it when you have no other option. You will seek for something outside you, right? And um, I'm more of a spiritual person, but if we understood Bible, and at least if it depends on the Bible we are using, because um, if you go through the, the forbidden Bible, and I'm trying my best to be, I'm trying my best not to talk so deep, because when it comes to esoteric, I am quite grounded in that, and I'm trying to restrict what I'm saying, because I know a lot of people and I really don't want to rock your word because if you've lived in bubble for years, I mean, I won't be the one to break the news for you, right? You go, you seek it, and it says in the Bible, right? To me, I feel like the Bible is a good map to direct us to things that have happened, to question things. And I feel like it is lack of intelligence. I feel like anyone who gives you words and tell you not to question them, the person is wicked, the person is insecure, the person don't deserve to hold any form of power, any form of authority in your life. And if this is what you think it is, then you should question where you're coming from. And I believe that Christianity helps you to be sane. Why not do it? And I feel like some people, it helped them. Some people, if they don't attach to religion, they'll be so chaotic and they might be so, they might be brutal. So sometimes it helps keep them insane. But a lot of times, especially when you go to Pastor Fato, you, oh, you have to be rounding up. You know. Okay, I'll just round up. Um, in a second um if you look at it when it comes to pastor fatal but you see that sometimes these are politics right um this is a man who has the track record of rape and, and let, let's not even limit it to that because there are different pastors who have done some things and they use god to back themselves and somehow the church members made excuse that the pastors um the devil only had the pastor's address so he was tempted as if human beings can be tempted right and they supported the man of god right so sometimes when we look at this honestly and i know sometimes 
it might be jabbing to our heart and our consciousness. But sometimes you just need to step back and ask your question. Why am I so attached to this? Why do I believe in this? Why am I, what am I really defending? Thank you. I'm done. I have a lot to say, but time is not on my side. So thank, thank you. I the floor. Thank you. I want to say something. Okay, so I'll, I'll add it to responses. So okay. once I need one more response. No, make so it, uh, I'd like okay. to respond. Who? Miss Amakao, I had someone mm. the I want to respond to Apocrypha. I know someone was mentioning Apocrypha. Oh, okay, well, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that I, was, very that was me, but I didn't finish my submission. Okay. Um okay. So wait, hold on. Um wait the the people that want to respond to uh, Miss Amaka is Dudu uh, and uh, Rota. So you have just 30 seconds each, but before you two go ranting, say what you want to say about the apocrypha. Okay, yeah. Um, from what I got, it's like um, um, the person was trying to say uh, the apocrypha gives better context. The problem with the apocrypha is you want to use the apocrypha to defend what those scriptures of Deuteronomy said. But the apocryphas that don't put Jesus Christ in good light. I, I hope you, you will bring that too in context where Jesus was being an asshole. That is all I, that's all I ask of you. If you are going to try to bring in the apocrypha, let's bring in everything, both the good and the madness. So if you want to do apocrypha, you just get things messed up. So I just give you that advice so to caution. That's all. Okay, thank you. So the next person to speak is going to be uh um I keep saying your name wrong, I'm sorry. Uh Dudu, you go ahead. Sorry, you were, okay. I I was blinking. I wanted to speak to respond to Miss. Ah, uh, okay. I've already um, I've already picked two people already, but next one I will put you in there. So 30 seconds Miss uh Miss Dudu and uh who else was the second person that was after her? I wrote them. It was wrote them. Thirty seconds, guys. Thirty okay. seconds. I'm literally. So, so my response is to, is to what I don't know whether it's a new or ranting, but uh, um, one of the moderators said that um, we're looking at it verbatim as to how things were described in the Bible, versus. The, I think that's not fair, right? If if that uh, if that's where we want to steer the conversation, then it's not fair because, like I said at the very beginning. We're analyzing ancient creativity with modern views, which is appropriate. How is it affecting our lives? Because it's affecting our lives. Because somebody comes here to say God said something, you know. So we are not analyzing verbatim. We're just looking at how this thing affects us in 21st century. If we want to take that conversation in that area, I think that's the fair, fair way to do it. Trying to win an argument, I believe that's not a fair thing to do. I think we should just think about how it affects our lives. I'll give you a quick example. I was um, traveling from Guagualada, I think that's where the university is, to town. And this gentleman went on a bus, there were about 50 to 100 people on the bus, and he stood up and wanted, that's to, yeah, yeah, that's what he wanted to preach. And the bus driver says, no, you can't do that. This was early morning, people are going to work. And, and the, bus, the bus driver said, you can't do that on my bus. And the guy wouldn't listen. So we, we spent about 15 minutes trying to argue. And the lady sat next to me. I said, look, can he just shut up? And the lady said, it was the Spirit of God leading him. That these are the things you have even seen on this stage. If somebody is coming to say the God. No, that is not fair on us. It's not fair on the masses. People were on that bus who had interviews that morning. It will have affected their lives. So this is what we are saying. This thing, we need to analyze it 
in a very, very fair way how it's affecting our lives. It's not about winning an argument. If it's about winning an argument, you guys need to keep refreshing this room so that some of us who are here and concerned about the people can, can leave than if this thing is about winning an argument. Please, can we be, be guided about this? Because that's my understanding. But I, I'm happy to wait for, for Thubare. Please, it's not about winning an argument. It's about the people. How is this thing affecting us mentally, socially, and intellectually? I believe that's why we're here. Thank you. Um, I don't think that's why we're here. We are here okay, to yeah, I get the fuck out then because yeah, because you guys yeah, you we are here to give God glory. Exactly. I'll get the fuck out if that's what you're gonna do. Because okay. I've been here well, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Dude, don't go anywhere. What nonsense? Because I've been here for four weeks constantly supporting Tobore with this, and this is about the way that So back to what I was this saying. Is, this is where Nigerians are this is So back to what I was saying, right? So period um this is what I was saying. So Guys, you have to understand, does, is the God of the Old Testament still the God of the New Testament? If your answer is yes. the great God forever. Tala, please, I don't want to move you. If does God exist outside the constraints of time, if does he live outside that that means does God live in the sense that he sees both the future, the past, and the present all at the same time? that then it's yes. If your answer to that question is yes, then we have to follow what is done back then. Because God in his infinite wisdom, because we are having this conversation with the mindset that God actually exists. So if God exists and he has these parameters of being an infinite God with an infinite wisdom and all-powerful God, that means we should be able to judge him by any standard because as an omniscience God, he should know that such standards would come and his actions should be in reverence to such standard. So if God is the God of the Old Testament and is still the same God that the Christians are coming on today, I can use today to judge the God of yesterday because your God or whoever God you people are claiming to worship exist outside the constraints of time. So time should not be used as a box to box your God in. Time doesn't work for him. So if time doesn't work for your God, I'm not going to use time to restrict my own argument. Yeah, and um, that is on that. Yeah, please, can I go now? Hold can on, I go now? Yeah, wrote down. Please, let me go, please. Hold let me go, please. Hello? Okay. Hold on, hold on. Um, Where am I on the list, please? You, you, you are PTR, you are doing PTR out yeah, order. Um, so, um, what she was, she was saying, uh, so after you ranting, yeah. Rotan, we have 30 seconds. Yeah, what you said, you, uh, yeah, you said we are here to, to, um, talk, we should be talking about, um, how it affects people's lives, but we are here to have arguments. Now, the reason for this quote unquote arguments is to, to question and challenge the beliefs of believers because. Believers always ask this thing that why do atheists always like to make noise about a God they don't believe exists? The reason why we do this is because you Christians exist and your God exists in your mind as real. And beliefs inform actions. Actions have consequences on society. We live in the same society. So we cannot sit down and watch you ruin our lives with your beliefs. That is why we go ahead to question your beliefs. And people who are listening, we give points, we give counterpoints. And people who are listening, we break it down in their own minds and be intellectually honest to make a decision whether to still remain Christians or atheists. 
someone did this for me i am here now and i was intellectually honest to see that the bible is too human to be a god that people we've been we've been we've been taught the giving of the propaganda since birth the, the god of the bible is a human is a human uh, creation man-made and that is it. So if you if if you are bothered by we arguing and we doing counter, that is the whole point. It is to question beliefs because beliefs inform actions, actions are consequences on society, and we live in the same goddamn society. So thank you. Can okay. I go now? Okay, hold on. Let me go now, please. Everybody, everybody just hold quiet. on. Everybody. everybody hold on. Anyone just take the queue. Yes, Rotham has just 30 seconds to go, then we'll go back to the queue. Rotham, 30 seconds. All right, thank you, guys. I like that we're having this conversation. I'm a proponent of free speech. I defend it with all I have. First of all, let me make a clarification. I'm not an atheist because I be, somehow I believe my soul tells me that the higher being. I don't okay, identify as a Let me please, please now stop interjecting, please. I also believe there's a higher being, but I don't identify as a religious person. So make my distance submission this way. The Bible, which I believe in, says that God is, he knows the beginning from the end and the end from the beginning. And we can't question some things he says. Hold so on. I believe is him this in response to me, Sir Mark? I don't know whether people, they hear what. But that's why I'm responding now. Please, bro, you are telling me everything. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. This is You're not going to tell me how to. to I'm, responding. I'm responding to how now, please. You what did she say? Seconds. That's the point they're trying to make. But you guys, you, but you keep interjecting. You will not allow. You want the me to interject? Please, you guys, you please mute your mic and, and do the same, the same thing you want. That he's not going to respond to Amaka speak. I'm, I'm going to respond to Amaka. You're the person now. Guys, 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 please, guys. Even if we don't agree with anyone, let them talk. Sorry, guys, guys. Please, let's just have let's just have a civil discourse, right? I understand people might say things that might upset you or people might say things that, you know, you are particularly unhappy with. Allow the person to finish. No interjection. See, if you are not meant to speak and you're mute your mic, I'll have to move you to the audience. So please, let's just have, you know, a civil discourse. So anyone, sorry, who's next, please? Dami, thank you. Let me conclude, please. To thank you. Samaka. Please, okay. thank you. For me, Samaka... I don't think there's anything we will say about what is written or what is not written about God that will change anything about God. God will continue to be God till the end of time. That's who, that's who he will always be. But now let me go back. Let me, I'm using my 30 seconds, please. I like that we're having this conversation and I believe there should not be any limit. That's one. The second thing is this. I am, I am, I, why atheism actually is funny to me is that we spend, atheism spend so much time ranting about a God they don't believe. See, yeah. You see what and they I don't see. actually, you see what please, you I, you, it's my 30 seconds. Allow me to use my 30 seconds. Your That's 30 respecting seconds. my right. Just imagine. Sorry, guys, 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 guys. Allow me guys, to use my 30 seconds. It's my hold 30 on, seconds. Hold on, hold on, guys. Grace, it's 30 seconds. Please, let, let him, let him. No, he's not. But Dami, it's not fair because it's 30 seconds to report. Wait, I understand. No, Dami, hold on. Let him just end. No, 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 no. The response was... Let me use my 30 seconds, please. No. We have three minutes to talk later. Exactly. Dami, hold on. Dami, hold on. The instruction was 30 seconds to respond to Miss Amaka. That's it. He has, you have I use 30 seconds? seconds. Okay, that, that, have I used right. 30 seconds? Right. 30 right. seconds. We'll now move to the next person. Tope, oh, okay. go ahead. Thank you. Tope, it's your turn to speak. But I didn't use my 30 seconds. Yeah. Rosam, Rosam, can you just mute your mic, please? Um, yeah. Tope, please go ahead. Tope, Tope, go ahead, please. Thank you. 
Okay, so um, you guys are gagging people and say you're having conversations. Not the audience, this is your tabay. All right, can I talk? Sorry, guys, please. Yes, sorry. you can. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. Talk. All right, sorry. so as the Christians have been coming up, I'm going to come up like that. I'm a proud atheist. I don't believe a word in the Bible. I believe it's a lot of hogwash and bullshit. Now, being a Christian or an ex-Christian, I mean, we heard Bible verses from First Corinthians fourteen thirty-three saying. God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Mark 10, 18, no one is good except God alone. Hebrews 13, 8, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So why the hell are we saying this one is good? Um, why, why the hell are we arguing Bible verses? Your Bible verses should be timeless. Whether it is a man that wrote it or he was inspired by God, he's not an author of confusion, so his word should be clear. Let's not play semantics. I read English language. We are, we are human beings, we understand body language, we understand inferred meaning, we understand direct sayings. So trying to gaslight us and say we don't understand, or we didn't read the entire verse, it's hogwash. Is he a rape apologist? We can give you Bible verses from now till doomsday. But let us just go to like everyday churches. Why is there so much sexual, as you people will call it, sin in the church? Why is the church so hell-bent on covering all this shit up? If you can answer that, then maybe we can understand. In fact, you can answer it, so let me not even go there. But he is a rape apologist because we know the Catholic church. It is known for child molestation. And let's not even try to hide it. The Pentecostal church, if, I mean, there are so many stories. If he's truly not an author, if he's truly an, he's not an author of confusion, he should come down and sanction those men. We should not be trying to you know, explain these things away. I mean, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, can you just the hold on? Just, just hold on, please. So, anyone who is next, please. I need, I need someone that is a Christian or anyway, is yes. that how you're doing? Or is it Yes, yes, yes. So, um, the next Christian on the queue is a set. So, um. Uh, yeah. Sorry, please. Yeah. When Seth is speaking, right? If you don't like what Seth is saying, please still mute your mic. If I see your mic, you know, unmuted at any point, or you try and make any side comment to what Seth is saying, I will just move you to the audience. So please let Seth finish. We want to have a civil discourse. We want to have an objective conversation. So please let people finish. Yeah. Seth, please go ahead. And Seth, before you go, every Christian that is speaking is the title of the room is was god in the bible a rape apologies is either you say yes or you say no if your answer is no give us the reasons why you don't think god is in said no god does that that is sorry, all sorry guys, guys sorry sorry please no I'll, tala no one sorry, is gonna sorry. get gagged so, on the stage right so i'm not here so, to mod i'm just here to restore order right so no one is gonna be moved down no one's gonna be gagged every single person will have a chance to finish their submission oh Ma, did you guys yes move? Can y'all please no, no, I didn't move. I didn't move him. I didn't move him. So, I don't know so, who did. So, so, so hold on, hold on, really quickly, Tala. Sorry. So yeah, like that. We're not gonna like gulag anyone. We're not gonna silence everyone. Everyone will have a chance to finish their submission uninterrupted. So I do want to clarify that. Like people will not be gagged if you say no. You can answer it the way you want. Anyone yeah. So sorry. Wait. Oh, hold on. So sorry. before you go ahead, now I said I will move people to the audience if they interrupt people who are speaking. Whether the person is a Christian and is saying, you know, you're an atheist and you are upset with what the Christian is saying, I will move you to the audience. Whether the, you know, it's a um, an atheist that is speaking. 
and you know you you are upset because of what he's saying and you interrupt please i will move you to the audience if you are not a mod if you're not meant to speak please just mute your mic we want to have a civil discourse let us have the civil discourse so please go ahead i'm sorry dami this is i'm not interrupting they don't just yeah i was speaking i was muted and you know that is the end of this no no you You are not speaking set can you go ahead please sorry they don't um i think you had an issue with your network at that point in time but um you know we'll just go ahead to set we'll come back to you okay set go ahead please okay thanks um well, I, I, to reply to Ewa, I don't really think I can answer that question because I think that there's like a there's, there's a there's a problem. I, I think like the the atheists have made um really very sound valid points, but I think that there's there's a conflation between um the Bible as a as a text or as a text on its own, uh, the Bible as a religious text, Christianity as a concept, Christians as a people, and then um, religion as a practice. So I think like we're conflating the whole, we're conflating a lot of things. But if we were to stick to the fact that, um, you know, to analyze the text in the Bible, I think if we were to um, stick strictly to that, those particular parameters, I don't really think that it's even going to be yes. Because I think another presupposition of the argument is that you are, um, you know, the, the, the social, the social construct of like that applies in our, present um, social development era is really quite different from what was going on, um, you know, ages, ages back. I mean, if you go to the text in the Deuteronomy, um, it, it, it's not God speaking, <laughs> it's Moses. Um, and, and Moses said, and this is also a very subjective experience, uh, Moses said, because nobody saw it, Moses said he went to the up top of the mountain yeah, he spoke to God, just him, no one else, came back. God gave him only 10 commandments, but Moses came and gave 146 commandments. But if we were to even speak on, on the con- the concept of rape, in Deuteronomy 22, verse 26, if you had had the patience to read a little bit further, God, um, Moses does say that if you rape a woman, then you should be put to death because he likens it with the fact that if you take advantage of a woman, it's on the same as killing a man. And and so I don't really think that, you know, we can have a lot of moral arguments about the text in the Bible. But I think that if you were to also argue that God is outside of our space, matter, and, you know, time dimension, then that means that you're claiming an objective plane that you yourself do not believe in. So if you do not believe that a plane like that exists, any other thing that claims objectivity in that plane cannot be questioned. Because if you're questioning rape apology, um, you know, by text in the Bible, um, Mary, um, whether Mary gave her consent or didn't give her consent and all of this stuff. Um, first things first, it was a different society back then. Um, uh, people, children were being betrothed by 10, 12. It was very sad, but it was society, you know, it was, it was known. The society accepted it. And right now we live in a different society, um, era distribution. And I think that that's the whole point of, you know, updating our system of beliefs. Um, and I think that even Jesus, you know, the people who claim that they're Christians, when Jesus Christ came, he said that the law caused a lot of problems. But I'm telling you, the greatest command is love God. And the second to it is love your neighbor as you love yourself, period. So I think that, yeah, so I think that 
the, the Bible, um, like every other sacred book, you know, the Torah, the Quran, they all hold very valuable lessons. I don't think they portray um, God or the idea of a God in any negative length, in any negative um, negative um, light. But I do think that there were some very problematic things with the society and the people who wrote the Bible. But I don't think that that substantiates the argument that God is a rape apologist because by the text that you've quoted, God is not even speaking. Okay, so um, I'm going to take um, two responses. I'm going to take the Don because he hadn't finished and uh, Azali will take. So two responses, 30 seconds. So, but before the Don goes, um, Seth, uh, in the Bible, there are places where God explicitly gave commands to Moses to carry out. One being genocide and one being rape of the Midianite women. This was instructions by God directly to Moses. In fact, when the people of the Israelites saved women, they were condemned for saving the women. And that God gave them this explicit instruction to the 12,000 soldiers of the 12 tribes of Israel, a thousand each from each tribe. Save for yourselves women that have no, that have met no man or have never slept with a man. And there were 32 thousand of them and they were kept as bounty for the conquering tribe of israel this was explicit instructions from god to moses thereby nullifying everything you just said but the dawn your 30 seconds and then azli your 30 seconds the dawn go ahead okay as i was saying you understand it's, um, i think what's happening is people are using their modern day morals you understand human beings are fallible to judge what happened in the what what happened a thousand years ago? And the Bible itself, you understand, it's you know a collection of books. Some of it was accepted, some of it wasn't. Like I said about the apocrypha. So except you read everything, you actually say okay, the ones that are accepted, they were accepted by human beings. Most of the books that you see right now was because of uh, the Nicaea Conference in 300 AD, after Jesus Christ had already gone. So there could be problems with the text, which is normal. So you can't use that text as you know as a reference point, even though a lot of people use it, because it may or may not be the original text that was intended for its use. So I think it's unfair. And usually people are saying if you're going to use logic, you understand, to since atheists like to believe that they're logical, you understand. Yeah, they live in a world where a lot of illogical things happen and they accept, you know. You should accept that if there's nothingness, there should be everything. And then it is everything, that means there's certain knowledge you don't know. I mean, it's just that simple. Anyway, thank you, Ayub. Okay, thank you. I don't know how that helped the conversation, but as we go ahead. Don't I get one minute to respond? Oh, yes, you get you one minute. You respond after the two people have said. Yes. Okay. Okay, so what I do not appreciate is people trying to remove God from the Bible, trying to separate Yahweh from the Bible, because the only thing we know about Yahweh is what's said in the Bible. So you could say the Bible was written by people, and it's basically just people's accounts, but those people's accounts are literally all we have to go on about the existence of Yahweh and his principles. Now, um, it has been said here that there's a Bible passage that says God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, which means the God that was in the Old Testament 
is the same God in the New Testament and is the same God today. And so the things that he was okay with in the Old Testament are the same things he's okay with today because he is the same person or he's the same deity, whatever. You cannot say that those were the times because if you're going to say that God knows everything, then God knew that these things that were happening in those times, like the marriage of 12-year-olds and impregnating them, for instance, he knew that those things were not particularly good. And a Christian earlier had said that um, basically we cannot, you, oh, sure, all of you have been saying that we cannot judge Yahweh by today's standards. So are you telling me that the people who are alive today are more moral than Yahweh? Because Yahweh was fine with all of this. The things Yahweh had issues with, he very clearly stated in the Bible. The entire chapters that are basically just Yahweh saying, don't do this, do this, don't do this, do this. He was very clear about the things he wanted and the things he didn't want. And so there's no room for ambiguity here. If he wanted rape to be a, to be bad, he would have said, don't rape, when he was listing things as ridiculous as don't mix fabric. He had time to say, don't mix fabric. He had time to say, don't eat specific things, but he did not have time to say, don't rape women. Oh, Absolutely. So you, you, can, you, cannot, you cannot remove God from the Bible. That's what I'm saying. The Bible is there. The Bible is all we have for Yahweh. So we are yeah. looking at the Bible that we been presented. You cannot tell me that they removed some books. Well, Yahweh, Yahweh, when those books were being written, was in his whole smiting era. He, he could have very much have smitten anybody or smote everybody that was writing things he did not agree with. And so therefore, if you feel like Yahweh has all the power, and this book is what is presented as the absolute word of God. Then Yahweh is fine with everything in the Bible. Thank you. Thank you for that, Azir. That was very, very sound. So, um, Seth, you just have a minute. And then after Seth, if... if it, yeah, well, I think that didn't communicate properly or um, the two speakers who responded to my point may have missed the total point of what I was trying to make. Um, I was trying to say that it does say in the Bible that you should not rape. Um, it's very clear. It's what verse is that, Seth? Please, no, please, 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 please hold on. Seth. Guys, if you're not a moderator, I don't know if I was a mod that interrupted, but... I was the one. I was asking if you could give us the verse so I can go and look at it. Could you give me the verse, Seth? Let me check yeah, it out. Which I made in my first point, but you probably weren't listening. Yeah, yeah, I will, if you let me speak. Um, Deuteronomy 22, if you read from verse 24 to 26, it okay. gives one It gives one instance. If you go to Judges, I really can't remember. It does give another instance. If you go to, um, in the days of Naomi, if you go read the, the instance, there's another instance there. This is only in the Hebrew text where it specifically says that if a man should take advantage of a woman on the street or anywhere, he should be put to death. Um, but I guess that point was missed. But my point that I was trying to make was that even if there was no instance, right, the society in which um, the Israelites and the Canaanites and the Midianites, all those people in present-day Ethiopia and the Middle East, they lived a totally, totally different, the, the norms, things that were accepted were different. And if and this is the problem when we read we, when you read a text. I personally am not a religious person, but I have read the Bible from Genesis to Revelations, and I think that if in Genesis 
humans disconnect from God and it's all attempts of people trying to connect back to God. And I think that when you take away a couple of verses away from a context, you present a wrong information. So, um, yeah, it's a really complex thing to explain, but yeah. Um, I'm done. Yeah, please let me let go. Please, how to correct something, Seth? What Seth? I will not let that go. This Deuteronomy, this Deuteronomy shit. Let Let me read it so that you say we are removing twenty four. You said you shall take both of them to the town. I've no less than twenty three. If a man happens to meet a young town virgin, pledge to be married and he sleeps with her, you shall take them both. Uh, to the gates of that town and stood them to death. The young woman, because she was in the town and did not scream for help, the man, because he violated another man's wife, do you see the clause? Another man's wife, you must push them or evil. Let's, so both of them, they were knocking. Now, 25. But if you are in, a, in the country of a man who happens to meet a young woman, pledged to be married, and he rapes her, only the man who has done this shall die. Do nothing to the woman. She has committed no sin deserving death. This is the case like that of someone who attacks and murders a neighbor. For the man found the young woman out in the country. And though, he be, though the betrothed woman screamed, there was no one to rescue her. 28. If a man happens to meet a young virgin who is not pledged to be married, and he rapes her, and they are discovered, he shall pay her father 50 shekels. He must marry the young woman for, uh, for, for he has violated her he cannot divorce her for as long as he lives these two scenarios one woman is married the other one is not married sin against the man sin against her father and the father was paid the husband was paid, uh, paid in blood i don't understand what seth is saying that god is condemning rape but all, all of them are supposed to die if god is really condemning rape i don't get get that yeah, I don't really get how you interpreted it also because it's pretty clear ah, that if you take advantage of okay, a woman's shield... Okay, we're done. we're done with you. Yeah, you it are, is clear that if you take advantage, it's clear that if you are, take advantage are, of a man's intellectually dishonest, I'm done. It's okay, no, hang on. It says, there that, it says there that if you take advantage of a woman who is pledged to be married, specifically who is pledged to be married, you will be killed because that is somebody else's woman. Then if you take advantage of the one that is still very much available, then you will pay her father for this sin that you have committed against him and you will marry her. Now, I do not know about you, but if somebody rapes me and then like my father goes, okay, he has paid me, so you would marry him for the rest of your life. Like, I feel like that's a lot worse than just letting him go. So I don't know why you think that this means that Yahweh was... You know, against rape or anything. All Yahweh is about is finding another man. Let's move on. Set is another level. I don't get it. It's called cognitive dissonance. And um, if a dollar ball, it's your turn. Thank you for being patient. It's your, finally, it's your turn, Ife. Um, hi, guys. Good afternoon. And um, I don't really have uh, much to say. But I will say this. You know, when people are trying to separate the whole, oh, you know, God wasn't this and he did not say this and that and that and that. We have to recognize something. The Bible was written, you know, they say it was written for the inspiration of men and it was influenced by the Holy Spirit who, I don't know how it works. I would not want to, you know, represent Christian because I'm an atheist. It's supposed to be like one with God or, you know, God represented and, you know, all that shit. However, you know, once you have established the fact that God cannot change, he says in his words that, you know, if he has said it, he will do it and blah, 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 blah. 
you have instances in the Bible where God was having conversations with people, men, let me just put it that way so that we can, you know, separate that. Where men were having conversations and God was, God allowed them to have their say. Where God said, okay, what do you want? You know, if I see this, maybe we'll consider this. However, when he approached me, when the angel approached me, it was a prophecy. And people always think it was, she said she, she consented. She did not fucking consent. First of all, prophecies are not a conversation. Is This is what is going to happen. You have, you can't really, like whether you say yes or no, it is going to happen. If I tell you that, you know, because I can see the future, tomorrow you are going to die. If you tell me no, what is going to happen? Like, am I, is that supposed to 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 change? You know, what the, whatever it is that has been said, like you know. So the whole thing about and the reason why I brought up God and Mary as opposed to the Deuteronomy is because this is a case of rape that God was actively in, involved in. You know, when people are always like, oh, let's bring out the Torah. I mean, it's not like, you can't really say God was really, really involved in it. So, you know, you have people who come and say, Moses said this, or, you know, people wrote that. But if we if we now bring a story where God, who in his infinite wisdom, infinite perspective, infinite strength, his transcendence, he knows the beginning from the end. He knows his wisdom is supposed to surpass, his foolishness is supposed to surpass the wisdom of men. Has decided that I know that rape is wrong. I know that exploiting people are wrong. These people are foolish. Their, their wisdom cannot even compare to my own foolishness. And here we are saying that even in our wisdom, we recognize that it is wrong for you to say that you know, a 14-year-old is here and you just decide that whether she likes it or not, you're going to give her a, a child. I don't know what that's. It's, it's either one of two things. Either the fact that your God is wise is a big fat lie or your God is wise and decided that because of during that time, the people did not have the perspective to to attain that level of wisdom. He was going to exploit that, which, which just says that he is wicked and you know, that's all I'm going to contribute. So in the end, I'm just going to say that if you want to hold your God to a, pers- to a standard, hold him by that standard, don't now come and say that, uh, okay, God is infinitely wise and shit like that. And then now come and say, but in that time, in that time, he decided that he was going to do this to somebody. If he was infinitely wise and infinitely gracious, he wouldn't have done that shit. So um, thank you very much. That's all I have to say. Thank you so much. And if God was wife, you would have found a way to bring Jesus without human involvement. Anyways, uh, two responses. Let me do a quick reset Uh, after the responses. One second. Yeah, yeah, do your reset. Wait, can y'all hear me or is my phone not working? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can can hear you. Okay, let me do a quick reset after the responses, please. Okay, no problem. Thank you. So, um, Dr. Didabon, I will take you and I'm going to take one person that hasn't spoken before. Uh, I think I raised my hands. Um, who hasn't spoken? Me, uh, me, you're, you're, me, you're going to be next in a few. So I just need someone that hasn't spoken before. I uh, spoken. Can I respond? It's just take Gary. Take Gary. Take Gary. This is 30 seconds, guys. This is not your initial submission. And it has to be in respect, respect to what 
a federal Fed dollar for sale. So it's going to be Dr. Debra Paul, you have uh, 30 seconds, and then Gary. <laughs> All right, thanks. So, um, so I'll be buttressing the Fed dollar call and at the same time responding to Seth in 30 seconds. So first of all, uh, you need to understand that we are not having uh, a debate about the social ethics in, in two different times. We are not comparing societies or social norms in pre-modern times and modern times. So it's, it's disingenuous to say that, oh, well, the norms of these modern times is actually different from the norms of the people back then. That's not the point. Right now, that said, you still cannot, you know, detach God from the social ethics of the people of those, you know, of that particular time. The reason is that God was actually anthropomorphized, so he had a material existence, and, and people at that time believed that he informed their ethical stances, positions, cultural norms, and practices. He gave directions. He told people what to do and what not to do. Right. So that said, we can definitely analyze the role of God in terms of how rape was actually. Uh, either criminalized or punished or even accepted in that particular social context. And that's exactly what we are doing. And if you believe that God had a role to play in informing people, laying down laws and telling people what to do and what not to do, of course, we can definitely say that God had a role to play in people's cultural attitude towards rape. So this whole idea that we should separate God from, you know, the ethical views or philosophy of the people of that time is just ridiculous. Thank you for your submission, Dr. Adibwatopo. Um, yeah, Gary, go ahead. Yeah, just in response to that, um, yeah, basically, Jesus came through, you know, uh, okay, but your network that means bad. that it's a recognition. Uh, it's a recognition. Gary, your network is bad. Are you hearing me? Okay, it's a bit better now. So you have thirty seconds. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I was saying, um, just, just the way Jesus came on on the earth, you know, um, it's, it's the full human experience, right? Um, you know, having being born of a woman, um, that is, that is the beginning of all life, uh, as opposed to the way Adam and and Eve came on, but God recognized in this, this is my opinion that in, in order for, for Jesus to, to bring forth what he was trying to show us how to live, he had to go through the entire human experience from beginning to end. Uh, you know, this whole thing that the way he was uh, manifesting, uh, the beginning people are coming that to, to a kind of a forceful uh, situation on, onto a woman. I'm trying to use my words very carefully. Uh, so I do not see it is basically the whole human of the power okay, but the power the, the point that he plays as a woman and so on. Yeah, Gary, you are in the matrix. Sorry, Gary, you are in the matrix. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, because I'm confused at what you are saying. But you had no, you had no bearing on anything that was just said right now. Um, so sorry, sorry, yeah, if you don't look, yeah, you You have a minute. Yes, if you don't look, a minute. Okay. Um, you're talking about human experience. Human experience. A guy fucks a woman. A woman fucks a man, and she brings a baby into the world. 
there is nothing humane. There is no non humane. There's nothing human about having being possessed by some spirit and then having a child. That that is not human. Like that's if God is is supposed to be if you're going to represent God without definition, I don't think that is the the route you should be going because there was nothing human about his birth. In short, the reason why we 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 see Jesus as a sort of divine being is because his conception was not human. So there's nothing human about that. Thank you. Yeah, I wouldn't talk necessarily about the Thank concept. you. No. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. We're not asking you to respond, right? So just hold on, you know, we'll get yeah. to you when it's time. Anyone, please. Okay. Was that the last response? Yes, yeah, that was the last I mean, you can do the, the reset for me. Okay, awesome. All right. Thank you guys for joining the space. Uh, if you're not already following the club, uh, please go ahead um, and follow the space um, if you are not already. Um, this club, the way that we have it, um, we sort of just want it to be like a, a space. <laughs> so you can kind of just create whatever space you want to create in the club. Um, so it is a club inside of a club essentially. So um, Tobari opened this room uh, this morning because she wanted to have this conversation. And I think it's been a great conversation. Um, the total count of spinoff rooms that I have um, seen in the hallway that have been created off of this room now is up to five. Um, so shout out to the, um, <laughs> shout, to out the to fans. shout out to the fans, shout out to the haters. Um, I, we personally believe there was nothing wrong with this conversation. Um, we did hear in the beginning of the conversation, there were several people who felt like um, they were being muted, that their voice wasn't heard. So we did want to make sure that, you know, there's no gulagging, um, no interruptions. Everyone will have a chance to speak, whether you're an atheist, whether you are a traditionalist, whether you are a Christian, Muslim, whatever your religion is or, or lack of religion, it will be respected on the stage. The only thing we ask is that you do not interrupt anyone when they're speaking. We will have to move you down if you do interrupt. So um, let's just be respectful of everyone's opinion, everyone's thoughts. Um, but this has been a great conversation so far. If you do want to make a statement on Twitter, and you're not comfortable coming on stage, you can use the hashtag, um, hashtag the space CH. That's hashtag the space CH uh, to join the conversation on Twitter. Um, so yeah, once again, follow the club, follow your um, mods, more specifically Tobere and the ranting um, atheist. Uh, they did sort of spare off the room. Um, and then you can follow anyone else on stage that you, know, you align with or you don't. So yeah, thanks. Uh, can, can I respond? I mean, I can was, we can respond? I have a question for oh, the, oh. for the person resetting, please. It's a it's a procedural question, please. Can we get a little bit more of a reset? What topic is currently being discussed? Because it seems as if Gary was responding to something else, and the moderator said, "Hey, we need to reel you in." So, can you just please tell us what topic is currently being discussed? Is it the topic in the title or something else? The title, the title. And Gary was speaking in response to Ife Dolapo, but his response was not coincised with the original comment that she made. That is why we wanted to go over him. So now, the according to Tobo Ray, the way we are running this is one atheist, one um, Christian or one religious person. So Ife Dalapo is an atheist. I, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm making that assertion, but I, I think she's anti-Christian, to say the least. Now, the next, yeah, person, 
Now, the next person is going to be Sir Jude. Sir Jude is a Christian. So, Sir Jude, you have the floor. Yeah, I just wanted to respond, though, but... Please, please, please. Sorry, guys. Guys, 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 guys. guys. Sorry, hold on. Please, when Sir Jude is speaking, please, nobody should interrupt Sir Jude, right? You may not like what he says, but it is very important you allow him to make his point. He has three minutes to make his submission please do not interrupt him he's going to be concise if you are not happy what he's saying wait till it's time for responses then we'll take responses to what you're saying please do not interrupt you know sajud on in this conversation sajud, yeah dummy dummy yeah. i'm actually scanning the stage so if i do okay. see you and even if you just unmute to breathe i will move you down so okay. go ahead all right thank you i'm um, sajud please Thank you. Thank you very much, uh, brothers. Thank you for the opportunity to speak. I am a Christian, and I, am, I don't claim ownership to that title. I am not the only Christian that is on stage. Uh, most people on stage are Christians, uh, but they may not know that they are Christians, uh, both atheists, both agnostics. I consider most of you that have spoken here today as Christians, as well we know as anonymous Christian. I'm talking from a theological perspective. So I just want to define that term before we go into it. Uh, because a Christian is a person that lives his life according to the dictate of his conscience. It does not matter which church that you go. It doesn't, it's irrelevant if you're baptized. But when you're baptized and align with a Christian denomination, then you become an explicit Christian. Some of you believe in fairness, you believe in charity, you believe in uh, treating one another as yourself, you believe in love of nature and love of human being, that makes you a Christian. That's Christ-like. Whether you, you, you align with the Catholic Church or with the Presbyterian, it's irrelevant. That's when you become an explicit Christian. So that's done. Welcome aboard, Christians. And I, I, I encourage what we are doing because even the God of the Bible has said, Come, let us reason together. As long as we are looking for this discourse with the intention to learn, because a lot of us are not exposed to the understanding, to the teachings, so we are speaking according to our own level of knowledge. So I will not cut you for that. But when we are doing that, let's be a little bit very careful because some of the things that we are doing might be triggering, especially like the work that we are using today as rape. When you use rape and you use God in the same sentence, that might be triggering for some people. But that aside, God of the Bible did not and does not encourage rape or he is not a rape apologist. He has made that clear with his Ten Commandments. Specifically, People have said a lot about the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mary, which is where I want to start with this. Virgin Mary, regardless of, his, of her age, that's debatable. But we know, according to the tradition of that time, that she was of the age of marriage, according to the prevailing custom of that time, in a patriarchal society. But one thing that is significant, when Gabriel came to Mary, Gabriel did not impose the will of God on Mary. Gabriel explained the intention of God to Mary. And it's because of what Mary said, which has been linked as an act of faith. Let it be done to me according to your words. That is consent. 
Without that consent, the world would not have been the way that it is today. Because it's that consent that brought about Christ. It is that consent that brought about the church. It is that consent that brought about evangelization, that brought about schools, that translate into the modern technologies and advancement that we have today. It is that consent that made all of us here on this stage today to be exposed to education that was reserved. seconds more. Thank you. That was reserved only to the elite of the time. So just that concept. Now, when we go and we, we use some other biblical context to justify or to try to postulate that God is a rape apologist, put it in context. Human beings have been living their life, making their laws, and God has been intervening, sometimes by destruction, sometimes by, uh, by corrections. But you get to a point where he said, you know what, enough is enough. This is my law. So if you could come up here and say that the Ten Commandments, that there is a way you could link that Ten Commandments, which is the Lord of God, to being apologetical to rape, then we have an issue. We could discuss that. But with okay. what you're saying is not linked by the Ten Commandments, then we may have to re-examine our approach to that issue. So I'm here to listen to whatever that you have to say to support that your understanding of God is an rape apologetical God. Thank you so much, Sir Jude. Um, thank so, you so much for that submission. I'm sure there are a lot of people. Anyway, take your um, my two, two comments. So, yeah. Danny hasn't spoken before, and uh, Daddy O hasn't well, hasn't spoken before. So we're going to take Tenny and Daddy O. Those are the two. Uh, Sir Jude, I just have one uh, one question to ask you, sir. Um, mm. I I don't know if you have a daughter, but let us say you had a 13 year old niece. Would you okay her having sexual contact with a 50-year-old man? Yes or no? Absolutely yes or not. That's Absolutely not. not. No, that is not what happened. That's because not when you're talking happened. about, yes, let me tell you why you're... you're no, 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 no. Give me one second. second. No, Give me one second, please. Give me one second. Give me one second. When you use the word rape, that's why I told you that it's very triggering. When you use the word rape, no, no, the, the, what we are talking about is rape. The context here is rape. The caption is rape. And what the insinuation that you made is rape. But when you are, when you try to attribute that to the macular conception, then I will have you to define rape. You cannot define rape without physical touch and penetration. That is not what happened. Uh, uh, okay, Sir, Jude, that is not the okay, question. Okay, hold on, hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Hold on, simple question. Hold on, guys. Making it complicated. Hold, sorry hold, for interrupting, hold. but yeah, yeah. So, sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. So, um, Sir, Jude, just hold on a second, right? So, would um take your responses after the people um Tenny yeah, yeah. and Daddy O, you know, um, you know, speak. So. Tenny will have 30 seconds to ask you the question that you will have another 30 seconds. Then we'll now give you some time to respond to those questions. Um, so Tenny, please go ahead. Thank you. Um, so Jude, um, I'm, I hope I don't sound, um, I don't sound disrespectful during my, um, like my response. I, <laughs> I've heard a lot of crazy things in this room today. However, my biggest problem with what you've said is you're still using, I have a problem when Christians, like Bible-believing Christians, as they call themselves, try to use their belief system and the Bible to justify things that we are speaking about on a factual basis. You're saying that um, Christi like the concept of um, the Immaculate Conception is why we have technology today, um, education. It has nothing to do with. In the West here, 
when um, when religion reigned free and supreme was when they went through the dark ages. They burnt scientific thing, um, scientific evidence, scientific progress progression. They burnt evidence evidence of a lot of things that we probably will never ever get back. All in the name of a crusade for some god they've never seen, never touched, never. It's a concept. I find it ter- It is troubling what you've just said now. You've just con- connected a concept to things that people actually achieved. That's, that's, that's my biggest problem with your submission now, and I think it's completely false. You should be careful the way you apply what you believe to things that actually happened. That's all I have to say. You're my mind. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Dadio? Um, hi, guys. Well, Tony's pretty much said everything I was going to say. Um, the assertion that we have what we have today in terms of technology and technological advancements is because of the content, which we've argued today, it wasn't really content because she was a minor. Um, is, I'm sorry, there's just so many straw man fallacies going about. When you talk about technology, the church, the body of the church was one of the biggest hindrances to the, to the advancement of technology. I don't know if people are familiar with Galileo. At the time, the church, you know, would say that the earth was the center of the universe. Well, he came up with his heliocentric theory that asserted that, you know, the earth revolved or circumnavigated the sun. And for that, he was in prison for life. So when you talk about technology, you, like, and, you, and you want to try and claim that Christianity is, you know, or the, the, the foundation of Christianity by Mary getting pregnant mm-hmm. is the foundation of all technologies today, it makes no sense in mm. any way, shape, or form. That's just a lot of you know, mental gymnastics or cognitive distortion, as you want to put it. It's just, I'm sorry, that's just absolute crap. It's nonsense. Okay, thank you. This is Hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Everybody, hold on. I, I created a system here, right? Toborero wanted one atheist, then one Christian. And in between those submissions, you're going to have two responses. So we will get to everybody, right? Uh, we'll, we'll get to everybody, I promise. So um, nice thing, um, Daddy O. I guess the person that made the steam engine got a vision from Jesus Christ. Um, Sajud, you have one minute to respond. Okay. All right, let's put everything in a historical perspective, okay? Because sometimes we talk out of emotions and we don't support them. Now, my position is this, and you can research it if you want. Without the church, the world will not be the way that it is today. Before Jesus Christ of Nazareth, there was no schools. People, the elites, are the ones that get educated. Those are the ones that hire people like um, Galileo, people like Socrates and all whatnot to teach their kids at home. That's how they maintain power. That's how they pass over economic and political power to their seers and to their offsprings. And that's how families become dynasties. We know that. Okay? So that's why you have the oligarchs and you have the peasants. The oligarchs will become oligarchs forever and their families and the peasants will always become peasants forever. Right? So all those things change by, by Jesus Christ of Nazareth. When he commissioned his disciples, go along, go throughout the whole world and enlighten the world and teach the whole nation, be the light of men. So, you see people like the church, um, the Jesuits, priests, and you see people like Ignatius Loyola, they opened up schools, they're going into royal places, they're building up schools, and they're bringing in the populace, and people get, start getting educated. That's how people, commoners like me and you, 
was able to be exposed to schools. Okay, thank you so much. And that's what led to the modern development due to cooperation and due to education and research. So yeah. that's historical. Yeah, sorry, can't deny that. one minute. I tried to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry, sorry, guys. Hold on, hold on, guys. Sorry, sorry. So um, I just think like you know when we're saying things, you know that we are claiming to be factual, we should actually get our facts right. So like there were actually universities in Egypt, you know, and there were learning centers where people used to go to way before Christianity in Egypt. So this schooling system in Egypt was forty years. That's where all your um, Greek philosophers went to, and none of them actually finished from any of those schools. So when it comes to Socrates, when it comes to Pythagoras, all of them schooled in Egypt, which was Way, and those schools had been existing way before the time of um, Christianity. So I think, you know, when we say things like this, we should actually be careful with what we say because we can't be just bringing misinformation here. I, I just think that's actually factually incorrect. Just so propaganda. please. Yeah, thank you. Thank Can you. I speak? Uh, hold yeah. on, guys. There's a queue, guys, please. Oh, my please, God. Um, the next hey, person. Wow. Otis. Uh uh, yeah, Otis, I'll put Otis in the list. Everyone on stage is on the list by default. So the next person is uh, Adebu. And if you see, I'm doing PTR. The next person is Adebu Kola. She's next to speak. And uh, Adebu Kola, you have three minutes to speak. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Ayua. Thank you. Um, the first thing I'll just, I'll just have to address the topic of straight up was God in the Bible rape apologies. I think um, maybe the, the, um, the taste, most taste in this room are thinking we are trying to um, differentiate the, Bible, the God of the Bible and the God of today. They're actually the same thing. And maybe that is why most of them come up to, to think they can defend this God. But it's just annoying. After bringing up several verses in this um, fictional book of theirs um, with um, um, obvious facts and evidences, it's it's um, saddens me that it's still come up to um, to 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 defend such things. Now let's link um, the God of this Bible into the same into into the same rape, um, scenario. Somebody was saying. Um, God is not a rape apologist because of one definition. If you, if you are to define who a rape apologist is, it's someone who defends a rapist. And yes, this God actually defends um, a rapist. Abby, when um, a rapist um, is finished doing his um, thing, and you are, you are telling the rapist to, to go and pay the father of the, of the, of the child that was raped, without, is, that, is, that, is that supposed to be a thing? Is that supposed to be a thing? You're suppo you, you told the rapist to, to go ahead and pay um, and pay the father of the child. How is that? How is that uh, uh, something that is hard? It's not. It's not as though um um is going to regret doing what he did after doing that. In it, or when you, you when a, a a child is so is about to be raped, and um they call this God an omnipotent God. He's supposed to be everywhere. Is is it this God that is 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 is, is it that the God is um a, a psychopathic God or a maniac God that is going to be in a rape scene? And is going is it like what is in his head? Is 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 it like saying um the rape should the rape the rapist should finish doing what he's doing and then after after the rapist is done, I'm going to do something about it. Or um let me just let me just uh, uh, let me just um don't allow this scenario to happen. So how how are you saying a God isn't um 
a rape apologist if he's right there when the rape is um, is happening and he couldn't do anything to the rapist in altering the child the little child or let's just let's just say it's, it's a scenario of a little child because we've actually seen um most most scenario where a little child the little girl is being raped uh, we are not even talking about uh, older men older women now let's almost come to the list of saying a little child has been raped how can a god be omnipotent and be present where a child is being raped and couldn't do anything about it so he's saying once the child once the rapist is done then i'm going to do something about even though let's come to let's see this the bible says if you get born again all sins are passed away so you are telling me that when this rapist is finished if he come out come come to you and he proclaimed your your fucking lord i don't know your, your lord with his with his mouth his sins are going to be to be washed away what 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 the fuck is that? i don't i don't just understand because i don't understand why people keep on coming up here and they are trying to defend this maniac of a god i, I fine it's fictional it is not believe in those things but we just want you to see the absurdity of your beliefs we just want to use your brain to think. It's that simple. You just have to be logical in your thinking. Seconds. All right. Um, thank you. Anyway, I'm I think I'm going to stop with this. And um, somebody was talking about homosexuality the other time. I don't know. He's saying uh, homosexuality is is a choice. I don't know where he read that. And he seems to be an intellectual. I don't know where he read homosexuality is a choice. When you say homosexuality is a choice, are you, did, do you have a research to that? You can't just come up stage and be spewing jargons. You have to talk with facts. You're coming up stage and saying homosexuality is a choice. It's totally wrong. It's totally wrong. And please do not pass that absurdity to the next generation. I yield my mic. Thank you. Thank you. Before anyone goes, I want to, if you're a Christian, please flash your mic. So I'll, I'll update it, my Christian. Christians that haven't spoken. Christians that Otis. haven't spoken. So, I'm Uncle. Not Christian. I haven't spoken, Otis. I haven't I, spoken. I got you, Otis. So. Uncle, who else, else? Who else is a Christian here? Jo um, Josiah, that's a very Christian name. Um, Desi is a Christian. Um, who else? Who else is a Christian that haven't spoken? Rainbow and Bede. Okay. So I'm doing this just to, you know, have the Christian 80s dialogue, you know, going. So, okay, then the two responses, two 30 second responses to what Adebukola has said. Hey, can I ask a question? Okay, hold on. Let me just get the two responses first, and we'll, I'll get to your question. So, two responses to Adebukola. Okay, Desi and who else? Okay, just Desi. Desi, uh, 30 seconds. Thank you, Ewa. Um, and thanks, Adibikola, for your comment. I, I, you know, give myself to another question. Desi is muffled. It's hard to hear her. Desi is hard to hear you. Yeah, you're kind of muffled. Is it better now? Yeah, so much better now. Okay, fantastic. Um, thanks, Adebukola, for your comments. And um, I'll give my thoughts later on. But I just wanted to point out something, you know, as much as you want us to respect you, and I do respect you and I respect everybody, even though we have different beliefs, I also think that respect is re reciprocal. So, okay, honey, you know, I, I think it's so important that even though you don't believe in the God that we serve, 
you don't need to call him names, right? So saying he's a maniacal god, you know, and using the F word and all of that, out of respect for the people that actually love this god, don't call him names. That's the only thing I'm going to say in response to you, but thank you. Uh, thank um, you. I disagree with uh, that, but uh, let's move on. This is Otis. May I, may I, may I respond quickly in 30 seconds? Okay, Otis, Please. 30 seconds. Right, so I'm a Christian. And uh, I understand that we all practice our faith uh, differently, but there is something that I want to put on the table. If we believe God is as powerful and as wise as, who, as, 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 as he says he is in his word, that we accept as truth, then we need to understand that God can defend himself and does not need us to defend him. Thank you. His character, it has already been established. We don't need to defend him. The other thing that I need to point out is that the God that we claim to love made it very clear that he wants people to accept him out of their own volition, not be by force. So if somebody does not want to believe in God and, as, and accept God as real, and that person wants to call God's names, let the person do it. Mm-hmm. God doesn't need you to be his soldier, his, his advocate. He doesn't. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need you. Let him be God and let people speak freely. If God needs to do something, he will. But we shouldn't be trying to force people to accept a view of God that they do not want because that is antithetical to who he is. I'm done. Thank you for that, Otis. Thank you very much. So, Uncle, your time is here. Finally. I did. I did. Your time is here. Shine. Shine yeah. like a diamond. Sorry, I thought I'm supposed to re- respond to uh, oh, something. Okay. One minute. Okay, one minute. That is true. Oh, yeah. Uncle Bele. Um, <laughs> go ahead. One minute. All right, thank you so much. I just want to I want to respond to um, the lady that came up a few minutes ago. Uh, why I called your God uh, um, psychopathic or maniac, and I will continue doing that until I um, finish my enjoyment on this earth and leave. I'll continue doing that. Um, if you, as a human, um, you have a power, but let's use a masculine man. He has this power. He is muscular, and he was in, he was supposed to be in a room. And a little child is being raped by a rapist. If this this man who is muscular um, is is um, well, has been tested, is okay. The thing is is, is okay um, upstairs. Is very very much alive. Is fine. Is healthy. If this man cannot defend that child, if he's there, he's just there watching the scene of the the scenario where the rape, raping is happening. If you think that man uh, is going to be considered a psychopathic. Uh, because he couldn't do anything at that moment and he, was, he had the power to do that if you think that word is right for that man you should also think that word is going to be used for an omnipotent god who is present at the rape scene thank you praise the and lord that's on that. praise the lord um uncle your time to yeah. shine yeah thank um, you yeah Oh, wait, 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 Uncle, hold on, sorry, hold on. Miss, what is your question? Sorry, buddy, what's your question, Miss? Yeah, um, my question is, since um, this is divided between uh, Christians and atheists, what about spiritualists? Because I feel like yeah. some of us, especially when Thank most you. of, yeah, 
most of the sufferings and the burning of witches on the stake or fake ones just because they practice science and question some Christians who we are looking for excuse to extort lands, right? I feel like somehow spiritualists who have their journey also deserve to speak since we are trying to be fair. So what? Okay, so the thing is, Miss, fair critique. The problem is that we are being particular on the God of the Bible. But if you have any other approach towards the God of the Bible, that is fine. That is the reason why we're not talking about the Muslim God or the Jewish, the God of the Torah, right? So the conversation is being restricted towards the God in the Bible. But we welcome everything. If you have a different approach to it, please, at your time, go ahead and bless us with it so yeah and you, and you are, i have to say the person that opened this room wanted to have a specific conversation about the god in the bible yeah. so if you're not willing to have the conversation about the god in the bible then i would maybe suggest you can open your own room towards the specific way that you want to have the conversation right but the scope of this conversation is regarding the god in the bible now if your response to the question has to do with whether you're coming from a traditional standpoint, right? Like me, I come from a traditional um, perspective, right? To answer the question, because we realize that the Bible is used to actually inform the way we live our lives, then yeah, that's definitely fine, right? But the question of the room is the question of the room and that's the scope of the conversation. Thank you, thank you for that. So uncle, once again, is it time? Yes, okay, thank you. Can you guys hear me well? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Um, for me, you know, um, I'll say I'm a Christian first, and uh, most importantly, I believe in God. But I don't get too agitated by these kind of um, questions raised by atheists because it's easy to raise these questions because there are loopholes everywhere um, in Christianity, not just Christianity, in religion. So, but what I think the atheists are doing is that they are even Christians do it too. They are trying, they are, you know, um, somehow confusing religion with God, right? That book you see, that um, whatever book you see, but now the book in question is the Bible, right? And I see we're making references to the Torah, right? That's the Old Testament. This, this book is, look at it from the perspective of a history book and that history book is just made up of one basic thing politics that old testament is a book of politics right the thing is that most people that you see there as um that the bible refers to as prophets you can also refer to them as reformists or um, revolutionaries right these are people that you know looked at the situation of things and felt they weren't good enough. And then they began to mobilize their people and their people began to um, get inspired by what they say. They had their private times where they communicated with what seemed to them to be like, you know, an, an external inspiration. Sometimes in the Bible you hear it to be like an angel or sometimes it might be said to be God. But, you know, they put down these things. And what they put down to become laws are then spiritualized by their followers. And, you know, um, different things happen from there. 
what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, like, for example, you know, we're trying to criticize God because of, um, you know, people used to rape in the Old Testament and he instructed that, you know, they should marry, um, the, the, the rapist should be allowed to marry the raped. Now, what I want to point out is that you must look at it from the angle of, you know, you must look at it holistically. They, 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 these people were coming from a particular um, lifestyle, right? For example, when um, when God, so to speak, asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, for him, today it's ridiculous, right? It sounds ridiculous, but this was the, this was common practice, right? So Abraham on his own got the inspiration from whoever he communicated with, not necessarily God directly. It depends on how you want to see it. For example, now again, before there was a time in the, uh, in Arabia when you know uh, even if a woman is raped, she would not be allowed to testify in court. Whatever the man says in court is what will be. Even Christians at the time used to um, uh, victimize women. The pagans at the time used to victimize women. But Prophet uh, 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 Muhammad came with his reforms, and he said four women. Should be, I think three or four women should be allowed to testify against one man. Now, some people would want to take that law and have it operational in today's world, right? And at the time when these laws were promulgated, they were supposed to bring positive change, right? The prophets that pronounced these laws were, were trying to control society, to sanitize society. The same thing with Moses. When Moses brought, uh, read those laws to the Israelites, today even the Israelites don't practice those laws, many of them, right? But at the time, the Israelites were coming out from Egypt as barbarians. They had passed through years of slavery, so they were more like wild animals. And he needed laws that would curb their excesses, and that's that is those laws that you see. My own people had have their own history documented. The Yoruba people have their history documented, and you know they have their own strong men, so to speak, that inspired. Uncle. Yes. Okay. That inspired uh, 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 the people at at their time. So when you want to talk about sin, sin, there's no um, universal definition of sin and that is why i'm a christian because the basic thing that christ came and taught was uh, 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 love being the universal law because when he came he actually tried to indirectly rubbish the laws he was indirectly trying to rubbish religion because religion is the problem because religion was used by politicians to foster their own selfish interests so the, the pharisees the sadducees the scribes right they were not comfortable with christ so at the time christ was also seen as something like someone like an atheist because he did not subscribe to the conventions, the hypocrisy of the time. So, but okay. right, you have to start. Yeah. Okay. But he, he instructed us to love 
the universal law of love. So whoever you are, wherever you are, whether you are Igbo, whether you are Chinese, whether you are Israeli, love is a universal law. And that is why I'm a Christian. Every other law in that place doesn't concern me. Okay, so we're going to take uh, two responses to Uncle. Uh, Ranting, you're already in there. Who else wants to respond to Uncle? Nobody. So me and Ranting. Oh, okay. And a double caller. So, um, Uncle, first of all, I just have a question to ask you. Just a very, very simple question. The way, Can you show me anywhere in the Bible, both Old and New Testament, where rape was regarded as a sin? Is there any passage in the Bible that condemns rape? Uncle, yes or no? I don't know of any. You don't know if any, but you are a Christian. And you don't know that if there's any passage in the Bible that condemns rape. That is good to know. That's uh, ranting. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I also wanted to ask him a question. He said um, the Old Testament is, uh, you know, history. He kind of, the, from, the, from the old categorization, he has kind of thrown the Old Testament under the bus. Um, do you pay your tithes? I don't pay my tithes. Ah. I don't pay tithes. Ah. I don't have tithes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, my guy. <laughs> okay. You have killed me already. I have no, I have no ground to start. So let, let me move on. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you for listening. Kindly subscribe on the different platforms. Apple, Spotify, Google, YouTube wherever else you get podcasts from. Then follow me on Clubhouse if you are not, The Ranting Atheist. Links are in the show notes below. Have a great week and catch you on the next one.